Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM, it is You Better You Bet. Ryan Horvath filling in for Nick and Ken. They'll be back on Thursday. Check us out. Watchstadium.com for the next two hours till 6 p.m. Eastern, that is. Uh, check us out there. You can also watch us live 24-7 on the BetQL Network and directly on the free Odyssey app. Listen to You Better You Bet live on Sirius Channel 160 as well as Sirius XM 205. Again, Nick and Ken will be back on Thursday. Getting you guys set for the divisional round as uh, we wrap up Wild Card Weekend. Starting to preview a couple of these games. Uh, man, Texans beat the Browns 45-14, Page. Now they come here. They're going to take on your Baltimore Ravens, yeah. nine-point dogs. Let's hit on this game a little bit here. Now, we talked about the total earlier. Total down to 44. I still like the under in this game. Uh, Texans on the money line, plus 310. Baltimore, minus 400. Again, the uh, spread in this game, nine. Where do you think we close? Do you think we close nine? Do you think the Texans take a little bit more money? Maybe we close at eight, eight and a half, or do you think we go up from here, back over maybe nine and a half, ten? No, I don't think it gets under nine just because of the teasers, right? If it gets to eight and a yeah. half, then the Ravens become two and a half on a teaser leg. So I don't think that happens. I think we go, I think it probably closes nine and a half. It wouldn't shock me, though, if it stays at nine and that's where it closes. I mean, the line feels about right to me. I, I really, you know, I could see it going either way. It feels like the back door is kind of going to be open for Houston. As I mentioned, Lamar's one and eight against the spread as a favorite or seven and a half or more in the last three years. So. He he just struggles in covering spreads, at least, when he's that big of a favorite. Now, he's great straight up, but he does struggle ATS. So, you know what else is the way my brain works, and I know yours kind of works the same way, is we have both one seeds playing on Saturday, right? Both big favorites, both nine, nine and a half. You know everybody is going to be playing a Ravens 49ers money line parlay, which on BetMGM is minus 190 juice. Ravens are minus 400. Niners minus 450. You know one of those dogs are going to give one of those favorites a game. Just it's just that's the way my mind works. Now maybe both end up covering the spread, yeah. But I think one of them is at least competitive in the first half, maybe the first three quarters. And to me, I think Houston is that team just because I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Yeah. So I think they're always going to be hanging around. So uh, I would probably lean to them plus the points. But like you said, I mean the under is totally the play. As for player props, man, just because we like the under. I feel like you got to look at both field goal kickers. I mean, Justin Tucker, over one and a half field goals. It is minus 130. I would lay that juice. Fairbairn even is plus 135. I think that's good as well. Now, obviously, Houston's probably going to be aggressive. They know that if they want to upset Baltimore, they're going to need to score touchdowns. Um, But I certainly like the Tucker prop. It's tough to know who's going to be the guy for the Ravens to target and props. You know, OBJ has been great, really, the last, like, six, seven games of the regular season, and he's always good in the in the bright lights. So 32-and-a-half for him, I think that's a great bet. Nico Collins, who was awesome for the uh, for the Texans in that game against the Browns, 78-and-a-half feels a little too high. I think I kind of like his under for props. Um, Dalton Schultz would be the guy that I would target. The Ravens, the way you attack them is kind of over the middle of the field. So I think Schultz at 35-and-a-half could be a good look. Zay Flowers, his receiving numbers are always at 50 and a half. Like, feels about right for Zay. Going to be also interesting to watch what Baltimore does on the ground because they have not rushed 
Gus as much as you maybe would have thought they would, especially ever since Keaton Mitchell went down. Justice Hill has been kind of a receiving running back for them. He's been great all-purpose. He returns kicks for them as well. And then obviously they just picked up Dalvin Cook too. So like, does he start to get some carries? And they've done a great job of saving Lamar all season, not running him as much for the playoffs. So do they start to kind of unleash him a little bit, especially when you're going up against a Texans team that's already seen you once this year, all the way back in week one? Yeah. Lamar didn't run a whole lot in that game. So do you use Lamar's legs just to give the defense something else to think about? But the props that stick out to me are Tucker over field goals and OBJ over receiving yards. Love the Tucker field goals look, and I'm probably going to be with you on OBJ, and I want to get to the weather here in a second. It's kind of hard to believe, man. Lamar is going to be making his first playoff start since 2020. We have now went four years wow. without Lamar Jackson That's in the playoffs. Yeah. Obviously, last year it's Snoop Tyler Huntley, and they should have actually won that game if he doesn't try to go full space jam in the red zone and lose the fumble. Uh, started to bring up bad memories. Yeah. This Texans team, though, and like you said, so we had this matchup week one. This is a completely different Houston team. Oh, you yeah. know, C.J. Stroud was making his first start. Will Anderson was making his first start in the pros. Now, you know, these guys are pretty much vets. But they kind of remind me, Houston, this year, a little bit of the Bengals, the Super Bowl run that they had. Now, right, Joe Burrow wasn't a rookie, but that yeah. was really his first year because he played like six games as a rookie before his knee blew up. But, man, I mean... The down-to-down, -down, the standard down stuff, I, I think Baltimore is going to be able to hold their own. Are they going to be able to hit explosive plays? Because I thought that was going to be a bad matchup against Cleveland. Like, first half, C.J. Stroud hitting those throws made sense. I thought just going into the half, man, especially if you have a veteran defensive coordinator like Jim Schwartz, that they were going to make the right adjustments, and Stroud struggled against man coverage. But, uh, yeah, he didn't skip a beat. He didn't even finish the game. He didn't have to play in the fourth quarter pretty much of that game. But I don't know against Houston in this defense. Like, the Ravens' defense this season – I know not everybody loves the EPA stuff, but there's six in EPA per play. If you look the last 10 years, like that's the best defense the past decade. And they have pass rushers. They could get after the quarterback. I like the secondary. I love Kyle Hamilton, especially the way that they could use him as like the ultimate chess piece. Love him. Patrick Queens had a big year, especially yep. because it's a contract year. I like the Roquan pickup. We got to look what the injury report is, but also I think this comes down to the weather too because Baltimore is going to be able to run the ball. They're going to be able to limit the possessions. And right now they're calling for temps in the 15 to 18 degree range and obviously you don't have the retractable roof like the uh like the texans do here it'll be cold it's gonna be real cold man yeah, 25 to 30 mile per hour wins so if cj any... stroud can't push the ball down the field i like the ravens even at nine do you have any tips because i will be at this game and obviously as a packers fan who's seen some playoff games at lambo when it's that cold what's your advice yeah i'm glad that you bring this up actually all right so 3 30 p.m <laughs> You're going to be looking at freezing temps. Yeah, I'm but not that's, see, to it. I can't relate, though, because even with these temps around then, they're calling for a temperature in the low 30s. You're going to get winds from the northeast about 25, 30 miles per hour. The last cold weather game I went to at Lambeau Field, well, the last like real cold weather game, it was the wild card game against the San Francisco 49ers. Kaepernick. Kaepernick. And I knew the Packers were big screwed in the game because I had on like 15 jackets like 18 pairs of socks. That's that's my always my advice is uh, drink, tailgate, rum helps, or dark liquor, and then wear multiple layers, and oh, you're fine. 100%. Don't be the guy, I almost swore, don't be the jerk that uh, has his face oh, and chest painted no. and he's got no shirt on, I'm he's gonna, got no clothes. I'm going to bring my ski mask. Like yeah. I'm going to bundle up. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah you 100%. look like like, like uh, the putty patroller, like yeah, the foot exactly. soldiers from Ninja Turtles. Yeah, go no, full ski mask. The socks are a great call, like triple socks. I got my hand and feet warmers. Try not to get – don't get the socks wet. No. I like boots. 
Yeah. I wear like a full snowsuit, but yeah. like in Green Bay at Lambeau Field, you see the guys that do like the overalls with nothing on under. Ugh. Don't do that. No, no. Or you're going to catch hypothermia. The, you're probably going to be in the hospital. The thing, too, that you never think of until it actually happens is what a pain it is to go to the bathroom when you go to a cold weather game. Because as you mentioned, you have all those layers on. Yeah. And then you got to go in the bathroom and it takes you like five minutes to take everything off. So that's, not looking forward to that. That's that. That's the worst part yeah. about it right there. But <laughs> it is yeah, the worst. Part. I knew the it's Packers were screwed in that wild card game because everybody was all bundled up and Kaepernick came out there for his warmups and he had no shirt on. And then he he went no yeah, sleeves. I remember. I think he that. just scored another rushing touchdown. I remember and, uh, that. <laughs> I knew they were in big trouble. But I actually I like the that. cold weather games. I always wait until like last minute to get the tickets. Yeah. And you could end up paying like a hundred, hundred and twenty five dollars for really good seats mm-hmm. because nobody wants to sit out in the cold. But uh, yeah, I do. I do like the cold weather games, but I'm also from the Midwest, so we're just I, no. Different. I do. I do like the cold weather game this time around because I think it'll force the Ravens to run the ball a little bit more, and I think it'll be a defensive game. And if that's the case, I think that favors Baltimore. Ryan, they had a triple crown in defense this year, and I don't feel like we talk about it. They were led or either were tied for first in the NFL in takeaways, points per game allowed, and in sacks. They yeah. led the league or retired. Like, that's insane. And we don't talk about that. Um, the Ravens, like, if they go on and if they win the whole thing, they could be, like, a historically good team. When you think about the fact that they played in the hardest division, they played the hardest schedule, they absolutely demolished the Niners. They, all of their games, so they played 17 games this season. 14 of those were against teams with a winning record. Yeah. They won, they finished the year 13-4. and four. I mean, they are they're going to have the MVP at quarterback. I just mentioned they won the triple crown on defense. They have the greatest kicker of all time. I mean, if they win the whole thing, likely beat San Francisco again. Like yeah. there's there's an argument. There's an argument. See, and that's the thing. I love CJ Stroud. Absolutely love him. But you're going against the Ravens pass rush that had 60 sacks this season. And it's also CJ Stroud who went pressured as quarterback number 48. Yeah. And I know like last week, though, he showed up against the Browns, who were number two in pass rush win rate, second best pass rush next to the Cowboys. And he was awesome. But what I like about McDonald, the coordinator for the Ravens, and what I like about that defense is they game plan for opponents. So they're probably going to play a ton of man. They're going to look to get natural pressure. If they can't, they'll blitz Stroud. But um, if we get a cold weather game, they're not able to get anything going on the ground. I like Baltimore. I don't really want to lay the nine right now, but I no. do love the under in the game. And I yep. won't be surprised if that continues to come down. Especially with if those we get cold the temps. Ooh, yeah. Like so that a lot. 44 right now. Um, We'll see where we close. That's already dropped from 45 and a half to 44. And in the playoffs, you really don't see like a point and a half too much, especially like in in 24 hours. You know, like it gradually kind of goes one way throughout the week. So, yeah. Well, it's like it's like the the game yesterday in Buffalo, though. Like the cold weather doesn't really bother me. The snow never really bothers me. But what bothers me usually will be the wind. The wind. And if we're getting 35 mile per hour winds, then that's going to affect the pass game. And miserable. Any any concern just with the bye week? Because the Ravens are also like the hottest team in the league. They've won six out of their last seven. They blew up the Dolphins a couple weeks ago and hung 50-plus. Any concern? We talked about Lamar sure. not starting a game since 2020 in the playoffs, yeah. but also the fact that they haven't played a real game in a couple weeks. Here. Absolutely. It's a big concern, too, just because psychologically, last time they were in this spot, they were nine, nine-and-a-half-point favorites against Tennessee, and we all know how that game ended, right? So they were the number one seed playing an AFC South team. They were big favorites. We were kind of all looking ahead to Kansas City in the AFC title game. Thought we were going to get that at home and then, 
you know, next thing we know, Titans are up 14-0. So this team does feel different, though. Like, Lamar is just so locked in. Like, these last four games of the season, he, like, he doesn't celebrate. He's just constantly moving on to the next play. And there's an exchange between him and Roquan Smith when they're on the sideline, and they're just talking to one another. And Roquan was speaking about it, and he just said that basically Roquan was like, I got the defense, you got the offense, and let's go win this thing. So their mindset's right there. They got the vibes of the team to do it. Um, they just got to go out and execute, man. So the, the, I mean, getting rid of Greg Groman was, was a beautiful, Game beautiful changer. thing. But bringing in Todd Munkin. Yeah, man. He was a good OC for him. Yeah. He was a good OC. And that's so, why I bought in on Lamar as the MVP candidate again. We figured we were going to get the old Louisville offense where it was going to be, you know, three wide receiver, four wide receiver sets. Also, we haven't even somehow we I didn't even bring up Mark Andrews is back somehow. He could he could play in this game. We'll see. Man, Likely's been so great for him, though. He scored a touchdown in like four straight games. And likely does things that Andrews doesn't do. So I don't know. We'll we'll see if they rush Andrews back or if, uh, you know, they maybe hold him out another week or so. Harbaugh said he had a great practice today. Um, we'll see, man. But the wind is 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 going to be interesting because, you know, the Ravens have obviously turned themselves into this team that have tried to throw the ball, but they're still one of the top rushing teams in the league. And if the forecast is calling for that, yeah. do they kind of go back to, their, to yeah. their old ways? Yeah, and, and the other big difference uh, from the last time we saw Lamar back in 2020 is he has real options like outside and wide receiver, you yep. know, you didn't have a Zay Flowers and an Odell Beckham Jr., which I love that look, by the way, is receiving yards 32 and a half, even with the weather, man. And then I'm going to look at the Lamar rushing props, kind of like we'll talk about this game coming up out in uh, Buffalo, where I'm going to probably go over on Josh Allen rushing yards and Mahomes rushing yards, Mahomes rushing yards, just because in the playoffs, these guys are going to use their legs. And I think Lamar is going to against the Texans as well. So I'm excited for that game. I was also looking at Nico Collins receptions, um, five and a half. Don't hate it. I don't hate it either. Five and a half. Is that juice to the over at all? Yeah, it's well, never mind. It's actually minus one fifty five as I pull it up right now over okay. at MG. I was gonna so, say, yeah, five and a half seemed a little light, but but yeah, he's with I, that kind of juice, I, I wouldn't like it. Yeah, the receiving yards for Collins, seventy eight and a half, minus one fifteen, receptions five and a half, minus one fifty five. The only other thing they have up priced right now is Zay Flowers receptions, uh four and a half, which is uh minus one thirty five to the under. Yeah, I just feel like, I mean, they're nine-point dogs. Even in the weather, they're probably going to be trailing in this game, and they're going to be throwing right. the ball. So I would look at Nico Man, Collins. Man, Stroud is minus 165 and throw a pick, and he's thrown five this year. Yeah, he just doesn't turn the ball over. Which but against is kind of telling defense, you that, Especially yeah, if he's, he's under pressure, yeah, and, and they're playing wind. a ton of man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still, I'm not laying minus 165 on Stroud to no, throw a pick. No, no chance. No chance. Lamar at plus 110 to throw a pick is interesting. I mean, I could I could see that happening. Unless they just don't have any reason to throw the no, ball. Go up 14 nothing. Go up two scores early in just this game. Just start milking clock. Yeah, with that defense, it would make complete sense. That's why they're minus 400 on the money line. So that's Baltimore-Houston. Uh, we'll preview all these other games coming up as well. Right now, the Chiefs are three-point dogs. Minus 125 is the price over at BetMGM, though. Total's 46. I want to hit that. When we do come back and uh, I want to tell the people what they could get right now over at BetMGM as well, where I'll be placing a wager on George Kittle receiving yards. Every time you make a wager over at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM reward points that could be redeemed for things like free bets as well as risk-free tokens or converted to MGM reward points that could be used towards dining shows, hotel rooms at over uh, 20 MGM resorts. Download the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com today. Also download the BetQL app for all the tools you need to take down the sports books tonight. A five-star play on Jalen Johnson under 17 and a half points in the NBA. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to preview the AFC divisional round matchup. 
between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. It's Ryan Horvath and PJ Glasser. You better you bet. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.